Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and super excited to share with you today's interview. Uh, we recorded this back, I want to say, in December. Uh, so it's been a few months. We had a little a little lull um, as I traveled to be with my mom during her end-of-life journey uh, in hospice. But I feel so fortunate that I was able to spend that time with her and be with her and sit and hold her hand and sing her songs and spend time with my sister and my son who lives in Cincinnati still and um, nieces or my nephews and um, yes and my niece and uh, her family it's just it was just a gift so thanks for your patience as we had a a march very long pause <laughs> on this show. Um, still connecting with folks to continue the Healers of Hilton Head series, but this is not one of the Healers of Hilton Head series. Uh, this is back to regular programming. Um, and again, just such a beautiful, wonderful interview. So enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock. And again, doing a happy dance, like I'm always doing a happy dance for meeting wonderful, beautiful people in this world. So today I have Claire O'Leary with me. She's a speaker, mentor, and advocate uh, for Empowered Voice Traveling Exhibit and Voices Heard Easing. And we met recently through a course that we took together. And it's just, you know, you just have those connections happen. And I'm so empowered and, uh, yeah, just captivated by the work she's doing. So welcome, Claire. Oh, thank you so much. Terry, it is, I'm so excited to be here and uh, share with your audience and yeah, so. Yeah, so we've had some great conversations. We chatted via, well, we've chatted back and forth on our, on our TikToks and, and other communications and email, but we had a little, we had a little meeting beforehand and uh, via Zoom, which was wonderful to interact face-to-face. So I feel like we're old friends doing it again, just meeting up and chatting and checking in. And <laughs> Yeah, so- it, really, it really does feel like that. I, that's what I really love about whether I'm doing an interview or having an interview. It just, it feels like old home week. It's just really comfortable and and just, you know, especially with you, it's just great to be with you you're so warm and welcoming oh thank you we appreciate that well and I I hear that often from listeners who who tune in that say I always feel like I'm listening into a conversation between some people at a coffee shop because and and I think that's what makes it the show so relatable and the messages is that we just chat it's you know it's just chatting about healing and hope and love and guidance and all of those things, trauma recovery, um, which is just such a, a gift. And well, gosh, the work you're doing is just such a gift. Um, I'm excited for you to talk about. So can you, let's take a little turn and talk about the easing because I know about it, but I'd love for the audience to know about it. Absolutely. I'm excited to share. Yeah. So what, what inspired you to start this and um, what's your, what's your mission, like your, your goal, your dream for it? Well, you know, my dream, my dream has been changing as it's gone through the years, 
But I realized that sexual abuse survivors don't have a voice. And so my goal is to help them to break that silence and be able to share comfortably. So I, you know, the way I started this was I had been doing some individual work and was beginning to find myself a little bit triggered. And one day, like, I was literally, I was working with a client who was in Greece. And I was kind of running late. I didn't protect myself. I'm a I'm a Reiki master, and this was kind of a Reiki combination, Reiki session and trauma session. And she started sharing her story. And by the time we were done, I had never been so triggered. It took me over two hours to just get myself grounded again. So I was chatting with a friend and I said, I'm not sure I can continue this work doing this. So she suggested that I write down different ways of being able to work with my clientele and you know, still offer them help. So I started making a little list and just all of a sudden, of course, it's dinner time and I'm interrupted and I start doing that. And so what I did is the next morning during what I like to call my coffee meditation, because I, I mean, I don't know if you could really call it a meditation. I sit there in my recliner with my feet up, cats on my lap, coffee's in my hand. You know, is it really a meditation? Maybe, maybe not. But periodically I get messages. So I just asked, now what? What do I do? And lo and behold, about 10 minutes later, I get empowered voice traveling exhibit. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> what do I do with that? You know, I I dabble in art. The, the artwork that's behind me is the kind of stuff that I do. But, you know, I never really considered myself an artist. Well, let alone putting together a whole art show and traveling with it, well, the weird thing is I had just had hip replacement surgery, so there wasn't a whole lot for me to do, and every morning I would get another download, something else, somebody, somebody to call, and this was like the middle of January, yeah, it was about the middle of January in 2018. And every time I talked to somebody, I got another contact. Everybody was so excited. By the, by the middle of April, I put on my first show. Wow. And I've never done this before. <laughs> and in, in June, I took it on the road to Oakland 
where a friend of mine was having a big show and I was part of her exhibit. And um, I had all kinds of other thing, other things planned. But if we all remember, COVID hit in 2019. So it didn't get to travel quite as much as I'd hoped. And I went, okay, clearly we are not traveling anything right now. So I did the same thing. I sat down and did my little meditation, got myself all centered. And this time I got voices heard interactive easing. And I went, oh my God, why didn't I think about that five years ago? I'd been doing graphic design for 25 years. So of course it was a perfect fit. And it truly has been the thing that has really grown over the last three years. Um, I took the exhibit that I had put together um, essentially from a workshop mostly. And um, I put it all into the very first easing. And I have links to it on my website, links to all of the artwork, so you can see it nice and big if you want to see it nice and big. And and that was the beginning of the easing. So now I do it quarterly, and I actually printed one of them. Oh, yay. Oh, look at that. You can't see it. <laughs> it's invisible. I've that background on. So I could I could fix that, but I guess I won't. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah there you there go. There it is. I put it in front of myself. You can see it. Yeah. Part of it. <laughs> so. I was so excited. We printed that one in April of this year and sold it in Boston at a show that um, my friend Carla Beatrice was um, was hosting. And it was called the Survivor Nest Project. And her project was featured in this magazine. And Donna Jensen, who is also in our TikTok pod, who actually got us going. And has been on the show twice before. Yes. Oh, she has. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, it's a small world. Yes. It's a small world. So she led all of the writing. So the writing in here is just phenomenal. She sent me the very first story and I read it and I'm like, oh my God, if the rest is of this high caliber, I'm in heaven. And we had a professional artist and I mean, everything, everything in this particular printed magazine is such high caliber. And I don't necessarily require really high caliber I expect it to be to be good and I have an editor and we make sure it's grammatically correct and etc cetera, etc cetera. but the point is for people to share their stories their short their their stories of 
healing and surviving and the types of things they have done to heal from their sexual abuse. And probably 98% are either child sexual abuse survivors or incest survivors. There are a few here and there who come in and are rape survivors, uh, but the majority are child sexual abuse of some sort. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I just, again, such powerful work you're doing. And I only say because my mom just turned 87. And just a few days ago, we were chatting on the phone for 48 minutes. She was just wanting to talk. But she, was telling me uh, about an incident in her childhood. We, we were, she was revisiting it. And I was so fascinated because she said to me, um, she was talking about the details of it and this, this neighbor taking four-year-old her into his house. And then she, I said, oh, mom, I'm so sorry that you experienced sexual abuse. And she said, was it sexual abuse? And I said, well, Mom, of course it was. She had so disconnected from it that she didn't even see it as what this man had done to her as a grown man and a four-year-old child as sexual molestation. And so so fascinating. Yeah. And so this work, I think, is just so powerful because it's just it's shining a light, like you said, on these stories that need to be told and these voices that were silenced for so, so long. I know for me personally, and then I'll stop talking, was that during therapy, in EMDR therapy for so long, uh, when we revisited a lot of my sexual abuse history, uh, we finally came to, the word stop was stuck inside of me. I couldn't get stopped to come out of me, even though it was screaming it on the inside. I couldn't get it. And so even to this day, I'm still doing voice empowerment work with, with my current EMDR therapist because finding our voice and feeling safe enough to use it in yes. any regards, it's amazing when we're right? silenced like that, how much it just permeates so many other aspects of our life and being able to use our voice. I mean, again, I I just thank you as a trauma survivor myself for this work, but, you know, as for my 87 year old mother too, because um, it's, it impacts so, so many people. It, it really does. You know, my whole family was impacted. My, um, both of my sisters, although my older sister was, I think, there was a, a a molestation there and she just is not ready to really talk about it as being sexual abuse no i stopped it in its tracks it still happened it was still trauma and my younger sister um had even more severe sexual abuse than i did And I felt really guilty because I felt like if I had told earlier, perhaps she wouldn't have gone through that. Oh, yeah. And of course, that's not true. Right, right. But it took me a year or so to just really um, 
you know, really let it sink in that it, it wasn't my fault no matter what. But what you said earlier was fascinating to me because when I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one work, I would frequently say, you know, my grandfather took me to the park and, you know, touched me, blah, blah, blah. Was that sexual abuse? You bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we don't realize it. I didn't realize it when my first abuse, I was five. And um, I didn't connect it as abuse. I blocked it. I mean, I just completely just didn't even acknowledge it really until I was probably in junior high and high school. And and I, and I didn't know for sure who it was. I knew it was one of two or three people. And the way I found out, actually, is one of my favorite work, ways of healing, which is writing. Yeah. And I had, well, what happened is I had been been doing a writing practice and I got done with that and all of a sudden I see this little girl standing in the doorway and she just flashes in front of my eyes and I am like oh I have not seen her in a long time what is that and I had done enough healing work that I knew it was something I needed to look at. So I gathered my journal and my pen and just really, once I got myself really grounded, I just started almost automatic writing. And I just wrote and I allowed myself for the very first time to remember everything, to feel everything within my body, to remember every word that was said. And that's when I realized that it was my uncle. And of course, he was one that I wondered, but I wasn't sure. And even though, well, this was, I was already 58. And all through my probably 10 years of therapy, my therapist would say, would would bring it up because, you know, we had dealt with mother issues, father issues, <laughs> you name it, and the sexual abuse with my father from 16 to 18. But this one seemed like it was 15 minutes. It was no big deal. He didn't hurt me, blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't want to go there. And here I am like 20 years later. And I realized as I was writing this, um, writing this story down that I made the decision as a five-year-old that in order to be loved, I had to be anyone, I had to be, the person anyone wanted me to be 
and do anything they wanted me to do. And I lived by that until I wrote my story and realized that that is what affected my life and made me such a yes girl. Wow. Powerful. It just, it was so powerful to, to suddenly have that sudden realization and go, oh, I no longer need to live by the decision that five-year-old made. I can be an adult. I can begin to make changes and find out who I am. And of course, it took a while. You know, it's one step forward, two steps back. But um, you wouldn't even recognize me. The wow. difference, um, I was so meek and mild and, you know, even people I talked to today, just I had a conversation with a friend last week and and she says, I remember when I met you, she said, you were so quiet. And she says, now you have just finally, you're, you're, you've come into your, yourself. And, you know, I'm like, Yay. Yay. <laughs> I know. I love stories of blossoming. I just, I, it's so beautiful to me when we do, when we, when we honor that, that little five-year-old, I was also five years old the first time I was sexually abused and um, right. yeah. yeah, I did. I did a lot of child, a lot of work with my inner child, lots yeah. and lots to work with her. Me too. Like we used to go on walks together. We'd skip through the park. And it was so freeing to just let myself be that little five-year-old. Because the other thing that I found is that I'd I'd lost that spontaneity that I used to have. Yes. You know, and it, it was like I, I only laugh because I recently was I had a fear of open spaces and bridges and some things that we're still working through. And I was walking on this very long pier at the beach and I said, Oh, I'm totally going to skip across this. And so I just skipped and set what? myself free and had so much fun and get laughed and giggled the whole time I did it because I was just like, I'm just going to be that little girl that's been so afraid my whole life. Exactly. Exactly. We have to, we have to own that little girl again. And yeah, Oh my gosh, I'd lost her so long ago. It was it was really great to reclaim her. Yes. And, oh, that's you know, all the work that I did and yeah. You know, aside from the therapy, I of course I did Reiki almost daily for years and um umpteen other types of healing modalities right there i'm not sure you. i can even name them <laughs> all i know i am the same way like I, I i was typing out something the other day and i was like oh my gosh this isn't even like this is just a fraction of what i've what i've tried but um well kudos to you for trying because that's what we have to do right is uh, exactly exactly and and every single one that i've done has definitely had some release, some sort of effort. But my favorites are art journaling, writing, just plain art, just for fun. Um, because I'm 
I'm so focused and there's there's nothing else to think about except what you're doing. Yeah. And for me, that that's huge. You know, I, I find that our stories, they connect us like you and I. They empower us and they even heal us. Yes. And of course, they inspire others, which is why you're doing this podcast. Oh, for sure. And I've said for so long that putting our truths out there, that's where soul mm-hmm. connections happen. Because yes. then we don't feel so all alone. Somebody resonates with it. Oh, when I first started putting my stories out there uh, about a decade ago, it, I was amazed at how many people reached out to me through text or Facebook private messenger, you know, messenger or phone call or whatever and said, can we meet for a coffee or, you know, can I talk to you? Like, I've never told anybody this before. And they were able, they were felt brave enough to start sharing their truths. And again, not feeling so all alone, like, oh my gosh, somebody gets it. Somebody else has lived this. Right. It makes all the difference in the world. It seems like every time I talk to somebody about what I do. Somebody says, me too. Yeah. Sadly. Even, even last week, I was chatting with someone that I've, I've known on the periphery for probably five, maybe seven years. And um, so she asked me, she says, so what do you do? And I can tell her what I did, what I'm doing. And she says, we need to talk. I was like, you just never know. Exactly. Exactly. So back, just taking a little turn here for a minute to the back to the easing. How, how, how do you get submissions and how do you, like, is it a funded program um, that people can donate and help support? Or do you sell it how, how do how do you finance it i guess well that is a really good question because i have not been financing it and i would love to do that now we are selling the printed magazine for $30 although well this probably won't post for a while, so I'm not going to worry about it. I was going to, I was going to say there's a sale price for right, right. Christmas, but uh, so we've been selling that for thirty dollars uh, through Facebook on my website. Um, you can, you can purchase it, um, pay on PayPal, um, and. One of the things that um, I'm working on doing is having a donate button that actually works. <laughs> because <That's> nice. <laughs> I have a donate button on my website and I realized it is not working. <laughs> yeah. So I have to fix that. Awesome. But uh, yeah, so you can donate on the website. One of the things that I do is I offer twice a year, I offer a eight, a nine week workshop. Um, If I could remember what it was called, we'd be in great shape. (laughs) Um, 
I'll put it in show notes. That's what I'll do. I'll put awesome. a link in show notes. So anybody listening, awesome. if you're on YouTube, scroll on down, go into the notes and I'll have a link. And then uh, if you're listening on audio, you can also scroll down and no matter if you're on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you are. So there you go. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I think I had asked you, I threw a lot of questions at you all at once, but um, oh yeah. So how do people, so for submissions, is it by invite only or can people reach out to you and say, Hey, I have a story or I have some art or I have something to share. Absolutely. Um, anybody can reach out to me. Uh, my email is Claire at ClaireOleary.com. I always welcome submissions. Just maybe put submission questions or something like that so that I know it's a valid email. And um, Or you can reach out through the website or find me on Facebook through um, Empowered Voice by ClaireOleary.com. Um, actually, that's my Instagram. My Facebook is just the Empowered Voice. Okay, wonderful. So awesome. you can find me there. Uh, throw you reach out. As a matter of fact, so many of the people who have written stories recently, I have met through Facebook. It's been I I found this just great little community called San, which is sexual assault, sexual assault advocacy network. And it's, it has been, I feel like I found my home. I oh. feel like I found my second family because I have met so many people like you, Terry, that I just resonate with. And I think part of that is the shared trauma. But I I think it it's beyond that. There's just something with people who are also advocates. Yeah, that you know we've just reached beyond. We're we're no longer. We heal every day. Yes, but we're not. We're not in the throes of it. Right, and so it's easier for us to have a conversation about it. I know people who are still in the throes, still in the pain of it. You know, they may not be ready to share on the magazine, but they may want to have a conversation. And I definitely welcome that as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think of you as well as me and so many that I meet through this show. And uh, again, that course that we took together um, and so many survivors who are empowered, empowered survivors that... Um, yeah. We've, we've made our way through our darkness in our own unique ways by trying all of the modalities that we've tried. <laughs> right. um, but once you get into, you reach the light, I know I just felt compelled to keep reaching my hand back into that darkness. Like, come on, you can do this. And, and trying to help people out of it in whatever way I could, just sharing my story, sharing what I used. And I see you doing the same. 
Absolutely. I think it just makes makes such a difference because once once you've reached that empowered self and you know you're really maybe you're really paying attention to your higher self and and really embodying yeah. embodying your wound and embodying your higher self your empowered self it makes all the difference in the world and so I have found so many amazing women in this past year. I just, I feel like I've found an amazing community. Yes. And, I'm, and when it happens, boy, it is. It's like you find that tribe and it's just, you, you're mm -hmm. like, yes, <laughs> thank yes. you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, well, I know we could sit here and talk for another couple hours, but is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we hadn't talked about yet? Um, I can't think of anything except to say, if you are somebody who has not shared their story with anybody, if you're still keeping it locked in, Share with somebody you trust, whether it's a close friend, a family member, or a professional. Get it off your chest because if it is still stuck in your body, physical pains are going to start if they haven't already. And it, it just makes being able to share your story just literally lifts this weight off your shoulders and and makes you makes you realize that you're not alone so whether you're ready to share your story publicly like in my magazine voices heard or you're just beginning to share with someone open up and don't keep it locked inside. So that would be that would be the best advice I could give somebody. Beautiful, beautiful advice. And I say amen and hallelujah to that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, so how do how do folks get in touch with you? Pardon me? How do folks get in touch with you? Oh, you get in touch with me on Facebook at The Empowered Voice, or you can get in touch with me by email at Claire at ClaireO'Leary.com. That's C-L-A-I-R-E at C-L-A-I-R-E-O-L-E-A-R-Y.com. Wonderful. And yeah, please reach out. I look forward to listening to your story, sharing your story. Um, yeah, I look awesome. forward to meeting all of you. Wonderful. All right. Well, it's just been such a joy to have you here and know you. And again, I thank you for your beautiful work you're doing in the world. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. And I, I can't wait to publish your story. I know. Be I know. Coming up in the, um, the winter issue. Awesome. So I look well, thank forward you. to that. 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I know. I feel like I need to step it up a little bit and tweak it out a little. I'll have to, I'll have to take a look and say, what did I send? Cause I'm, I'm a much better writer than I don't know, even know what I had sent to you. So um, yeah, I'll take a look at it and see. Yeah, take a look. and Awesome. Spruce All right. Well, All right. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank it was you. such a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space i very much appreciate you all right bye-bye